Amen. Amen. I do love it. I love it. I love it. All those Christmas songs. And, uh, you know, years ago when I happened to be there when Reverend Denise was ordained and her mother played the organ, I had no idea that they would also become a part of my happiness, that they would be here with me and my wife each and every Sunday sharing as they have been doing. We thank God he works in mysterious ways. And so you just never know, just never know what God is up to. He is a wonderful God. Thank you all for that song. I love the Christmas season and I love all those uh, Christmas carols and anthems and and the gospel songs that we have uh, in this season. So now as we go forward in our sermon, uh, we ask that you bow your heads and hear from the Lord as we go to this sacred time. God, because we do thank you for the time that you allow us to stand behind the sacred desk to impart the words that you have given to us God, we do thank you that you have kept us, that you allow the words to sink deep in us week after week, and that you allow us to be the deliverers of your holy word. God, we ask that if we have done something incorrect by thought, word, or deed, that you please charge it to our heads and not our hearts, and, uh, and please forgive us for the things that we have done that are not pleasing in your sight. God, so let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts just be acceptable and pleasing in your sight because you are our strength and our redeemer. And all the people of God said, amen. So good morning to all of you out there. Let me just simply tell you something today. There is light at the end of the tunnel. I hope you've heard me this morning. There is light at the end of the tunnel. You've heard the reading of the scriptures today, and last week we told you that all we all need to do is to get more S-O-N-S-H-I-N-E, sunshine, which is Jesus the Christ. Not just the kind that supplies needed calciferol, better known as vitamin D, but moreover the type of sunshine that comes only from the light of Christ. I yeah. hope you're hearing me. Yeah. And this is the second week of Advent. The Lord has laid it on our hearts to let you know that there is light at the end of the tongue. There is light at the end of the tongue. No matter how tough and rough and skewed life becomes. There's light at the end of the tunnel. No matter how much hell you have had to go through or you are going through or you have gone through, there is light at the end of the tunnel. And no matter how much tunnel you have, have to go through or how long your tunnels are or, or how dark your tunnels are and have been, or how even deep your tunnels underwater are, God is saying to us, keep holding on. 
Keep moving toward the light because you will come out and the light of Christ is waiting at the end of the tunnel. I hope I, I have touched a nerve already and somebody has heard me and is shouting right now because there is light at the end of the tunnel. If you're going through a tunnel and you have Jesus on your side, things will get brighter one day. I, I hope there are some witnesses out there. I'll raise my hand for you in case uh, somebody needs somebody to send a high five across this virtual land uh, because, because there is hope. There is light. The hope and the light is Jesus at the end of the tunnel. Now, let me tell you, if you ever needed some sunshine or, or, or better reasons for living, uh, then you should be seeking the light at the end of the tunnel. The light of Jesus, you should be seeking him like never before. You see, because our world is so upside down after I, the leadership that we have in this world is totally out of whack. People are deciding that COVID-19 is a hoax and folks are dying by the thousands because of it. Finances are all jacked up and tangled up and messed up and people are needing relief. As the temptation said, that back in the day, this is just a ball of confusion. Yes, that's what the world is today. So to all of us, tis the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. Because here's where we highlight the light of Christ in this season coming to save the world. And let us all know that there is life at the end of our tunnels. Amen, somebody out there today. You see, the Advent season is one in which we are, and it tells us that the great expectation and celebration towards receiving the light of Christ. You know, the well-known theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer, German theologian, once said that the celebration is possibly only to those who are troubled in soul and know within themselves to be poor and imperfect and are looking forward to something greater to come. That is the light of Christ. And since we believe that Bonhoeffer's description fits us all uh, one way or another, then we need you to know that there is light at the end of the tunnel right in this Advent season. Let me tell you a story real quick. Once, way back many years ago, I drove the entire 20-mile Chesapeake Bay Bridge Tunnel uh, project. It is a sky and water event. Uh, if you have not done it, but uh, you might want to experience it once in your life, because uh, I have not done it since. While driving it, I realized that not only was I driving over the Atlantic Ocean on man-made bridges, but also I was driving looking for when the light would come at the end for the, the count them two tunnels of one whole mile that I had to drive through. I, I was not scared to drive through uh, tunnels, not normally, 
It's just that these tunnels seem so long. And they didn't seem bright enough while I was driving through. And I, I, I felt like I was really too far underwater. Anybody ever felt in your life like you were just down and up too far underwater in your circumstances? I don't know, but let me raise my hand one more time for those of you out there. Oh, I felt like I was just way too far down. Well, I drove past the eye the whole 20 miles with all the trepidation that I had until I could see the light at the end of each tunnel. That's how life is sometimes. It's dark, it's claustrophobic, it's too long, it's scary, it's too far down. But the good news for all of us believers is that there is a hallelujah light at the end of the tunnel. For Jesus, the light of the world, is there to bring us into himself. Amen, somebody. I've driven this expanse once and only once. And unless I get more nerves to drive again, because at the time the bridge tunnel complex had plucked my very last nerve, uh, that that may be the last time that I'll ever drive across that much sky and water and down into tunnels deep underwater that, that are long like that. I mean, I ever do that again. But let me tell you something. Jesus is waiting. So there is, whatever your situation, there is light at the end of the tunnel. And so are you walking? toward the light this morning? That's the question for the hour. Are you walking toward the light? Because there is light at the end of the tunnel. Bless you, Pastor Keith, for helping us to get ourselves in a mode and a posture of thinking about what comes at the very end of our tunnels because Ah, uh, so many of us are still in a tunnel somewhere, somehow. Bless yes, the name of our yes, God. Well, you know, the Lord has uh, continued to lead us again as we are examining uh, Paul's letter to the church at Ephesus, which is truly a circular letter. And so it goes to Ephesus as one of its stops, but it also goes to other places so that others may hear what Paul has to say. But our eyes and our ears land on the fifth chapter this morning that Pastor Keith has read for you. And here we will, uh, we, we got to agree that Paul is giving some sound advice and some real solid instructions for living with the life of Christ. In this section of our text, uh, uh, Paul is really helpful, not just, not just to the church of his day, not, not just to the, 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 the church uh, of his time, uh, not just the, time, the church that he knew, lived, and breathed, uh, but I've determined that it is a message uh, for the 21st century church uh, and how the spirit of the Lord will help 
help us and keep us in the midst of our challenging times. And yeah. I'm sure that we would all agree, we would all give each other a high five if we could, that we do live in challenging times. Is there a witness in the house this morning? You see, in the spirit, all of us are poor and troubled. And if nothing else, if, if nothing else, so 2020 with its COVID twists and turns should have taught us to look for the light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. And so can we go a little deeper this morning and discuss what Paul is saying and the message that he is giving out in the text. And the first thing we wanna talk about is when we get to verses eight and nine in the text, what we are starting to see is that uh, they are comparing what the Gentiles, that would be us, what the Gentiles used to be and, and what they are presently. Uh -huh. It's that infamous thing that we've talked about before, and that is, uh, it's the before us and then the after us. Uh -huh. it's, it's that look of what we used to do and how we used to be uh, before Christ came into our lives. And so that point one comes out to be that we've got the light. Yeah. I need somebody to say that with me. Yeah. Yeah. We've got, got the light. Yeah. You see, Paul reminds them that there was a time when they were full of darkness yeah. and evil dominated their lives. But yeah. now they have the light from the Lord. I'm talking about a before and now an after. Yeah. And because you carry his light and because we carry his light, there must be something that separates us uh, from those who live in the darkness. Uh, mm -hmm. in, in other words, uh, folks should really be able to tell uh, that there is something different about you uh, yeah. now that you know Jesus uh, and that his spirit has come into your heart. Uh -huh. uh, we shouldn't have to, Pastor Keith, uh, we shouldn't have to rely on t-shirts uh, and bumper stickers uh, yeah. to be our mouthpiece. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. somebody help me. Yeah. You see, don't tell people you're a Christ follower. Live like you are yeah. a Christ follower. Yeah. You, you, you got the light. Yeah. Oh, God. The, the, the word talks about before we get to verse 8 in the text, Paul starts telling them you got to imitate your heavenly father. Yeah. And that's what he's teaching the church to do. He says that your heavenly father, the one that you are emulating, happens to be the light of the world. Oh, come uh -huh. on, church. Uh -huh. Oh, John 8 and 12 said it best. It says that Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. Yeah, and if yeah. you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light yeah. that leads to life. Oh, I'm yeah, excited yeah, this morning. Yeah. I'm excited this morning that we are followers of the very light of the world. Now that we have it there is an expectation, you all, that goodness and righteousness and truth are a part of our character. Now we are children of light for the light, for, for the light, for the fruit of the light is found in all that is good, yeah. all that is right, yeah. and all that is true. Um, in other words, it is the light that bears the fruit. 
nobody plants an orange tree tonight uh, and expects ripe oranges in the morning. Yeah, uh, oh, this is a process, am I right about yeah, it, right. that takes time to be usable by God. Yeah. If you are in a space where you are not fully yet ripe, well, in other words, if you are uh, uh, always, uh, you're not always good, yeah. uh, how, you still got some rough edges. Uh -huh. uh, you show up every now and then loud and wrong. <laughs> and you know, and, 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 and every once in a while, the truth yeah. that you carry uh -huh. doesn't always line up uh, with the truth of God's word. Yeah. Oh, I'm talking yeah. to somebody yeah. this morning, uh, but I just want you to know uh, that there's still light uh, at the end yeah. of your tunnel. Yeah. Uh, keep walking with Jesus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Keep talking uh, with Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Keep abiding in Jesus. Yeah. And sooner or later, I submit to you today that sooner or later, the light of Christ yeah. is going to show up in you. Yeah. I said, you already got it. Really now, let me see your walk in. Right. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You got the light. You got the light. The first thing I'm telling you. The second thing I'm going to put out there this morning is we got to be determined to do what pleases God. Yeah. Then do it. We determine yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And then we do it. Oh, Pastor Key, Pastor Key, verses 10 through 14, that portion of our text this morning, the message Paul is trying to get across uh, is that the works of darkness is fruitless, is pointless, uh, and it leads to nothing good. Uh, it may look like fun, and it might sound like fun in the beginning. Uh, oh, I know somebody's having a flashback this morning, Pastor Keith. Uh, they're going back thinking about their life uh, and the things that they used to do. Uh, oh, come on, Holy Spirit. Uh, the places they used to go. Uh, the the things they used to do oh. and the people they used to do it with. Oh, oh God, oh. you thought you was having a good time. Oh. You thought life didn't get any better than that. Yeah. But can I tell you this morning that what uh, I, I come to understand um, that even though we might have thought we were having the time of our life, uh, the benefits were temporary at best. Yeah. Oh, somebody yeah. need to take and write that down this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I remember uh, Pastor Motherson used to tell us uh, that the same thing that made you laugh uh, will be the same thing that'll make you cry. Yes, oh, I know that's right yes, in my heart today. You see, we got to live a life, church, uh, that pleases Almighty God, um, yeah. even if it looks like you're the only one doing it. Uh, yeah. Why I got to be the only one in my house that knows Jesus? Yeah. Why am I the only one in my job that knows the Lord? Please. Why am I the only one in this marriage and it's only two of us? Yeah, act like they know God. Yeah. Oh, but can I tell somebody uh -huh. to keep on keeping on? Because it's going to be worth it yeah. in the end. Yeah. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. see, what we got to learn is how to resist the temptation to do anything that will pull us back into the dark areas of our lives. Yeah. And all of us got some dark spots in our lives. Yeah. I don't care how good you look now. I don't care how dressed up you are now. I don't care how big your hat, how big your cross, yeah. all of that doesn't matter. We all got some dark places in our past because we kind of get away and we can't go back because they are worthless deeds of the devil. 
Oh, it is the light. It's the light that exposes the sin for what it is. Yeah. Oh, don't even talk about ungodly things that people do in secret. Yeah. You really don't have to consider yourself to be the daily news reporter. Oh, just shut it down. Shut it down. Yeah. I'm telling you, you just give it some time and those evil intentions will be exposed over time. Yes. Oh, what's done in the dark will sooner or later come to the light because it is the light that makes everything visible already yes, yes, in the text this morning. So, so Paul says that we got to wake up, wake up and arise in Christ yes. and let him shine in us. Yes. And that's why we used to sing when we were coming up this little light of mine. Yes. I'm going to let it shine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine. Can I tell y'all a little bit of a story? A little bit of a, a story. This is a true story. There was a there was a young man who had befriended this old woman uh, in, in the neighborhood, uh, and, and they had uh, uh, known each other for many, many, many years. Uh, as the young man uh, grew up, uh, and the young man, uh, as he grew, he didn't grow toward the light, uh, but he grew up toward the dark things of the of, of our world and had evil intentions. So one of these days, what he decided to do was that he was going to steal some checks from the woman and, and try to write uh, some checks using her account and using her name and all of those things. You know, that, that was... A little before we used to call stuff identity theft and all of those things, you know, where people would, would get your stuff and pretend they were you and, and, and all of that. Well, well, they lived in a small town and the, and they and they lived in a place where you know people knew people. So 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 the word got around town that this gentleman was writing these checks using somebody else's name and somebody else's account and so somebody was paying attention and what he called himself passing off as his checks that were really hard checks got stopped in their tracks and the and the short the long story uh the long of the short story is that he did get arrested and he did time in jail so our moral of our story is that evil done in the dark will come to the light. And I know that, I know there's still a lot of people out there who have not uh, been exposed yet, Pastor Keith. I know uh -huh. that there's still some people who doing some stuff and uh -huh. ain't nobody knowing that they're doing it. But verse 13 reminds us that uh, evil intentions shall be exposed uh, when the light shines on it. Our word uh, to you all this morning uh, is to get the light uh, Get the light where the sunshine is. Yeah, yeah. Because no matter how dark our own tunnel is, there is light at the end of our tunnel. Even, even when there is some evil that's out there that's trying to come against you, the light shall be shown upon it. So we got to remember that. We got to remember that. My third point is this this morning. We got to uh, uh, be careful how we live. Yeah. Be careful. Be careful how you live. Verses 15 through 19 shows us the importance of living as wise followers of Christ. 
Uh -huh. we, we are not to live like fools is what the text tells us. Uh, yeah. uh, but we got to walk like people who walk in the light. Uh, uh -huh. and, and how do we do that, Pastor? I, by taking every opportunity to live in truth uh, and to live in sincerity uh, and to live in righteousness. Uh, yes. I'm telling you, saints, this morning, we cannot afford to miss an opportunity to make better choices, uh, to make wiser decisions, uh, and to live lives that reflect the light and the love of our God. Uh, yes. How do we do that, Pastor I? Well, you can do it uh, when you better understand the will of our Father. Yes. In other words, we got to get God's viewpoint uh, yes. on the issue off the matter. You see, I found in our lives we will turn to the experts who we call the experts, which is often the internet. So come on somebody. We will turn to them on the matters of our health. We'll turn to somebody on the matters of nutrition. We will turn to our financial people to help us with the matters of our finances. We even rely on the opinions of our hairstylists uh, to help us keep our hair on point. But why not turn yes. to our God to see uh, yes. what he has to say uh, uh -huh. about how we ought to live. Uh, yes. How your light uh, can shine brightly uh, for the Lord. Uh, you see, Paul pulls out this morning. Uh, if you look at the text, Paul pulls out the issue uh, of not getting drunk on wine or strong drink. Um, now, come on, I'm going to clear it up for you. He doesn't say you can't drink at all. Uh, no, he doesn't. Uh, he says, don't get drunk on strong drink or wine, but get on with the light of Christ. And can we remind you all it's December the 5th and so on December the 6th. It's holiday time uh -huh. and, and some people will see this as an opportunity to drink whatever helps to make your holiday merry and bright. Oh, who are merry and bright people? I'm merry and bright came out of a bottle. Oh, yes, yeah, yes, it does. You see, but verse number 18 in the text says that this will ruin your life. But here we find a better suggestion. Instead of filling up on the wine, yeah. Paul says, get filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Oh, you see, my brothers and sisters, it makes a difference what influence you come under. You see, when you come under the influence of alcohol, uh -huh. it will cause some of us to act like dirt. Yeah. Oh, we're cut up, Pastor Keith. Uh -huh. We get reckless and out of control. Yeah. And the day after, some of us don't remember what happened the night before. Yeah. Oh, I'm preaching this morning. Yeah. Somebody yeah. needs to hear this. Yeah. But when you come under the influence yeah. of the precious Holy Spirit, yeah. oh God, it will bring out a praise in you yeah. that yeah. is holy for the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. That will bring about a spirit-to-spirit -spirit connection. My spirit uh, yeah. connected with the spirit of the living God. Yeah. And oh, what a time. Yeah. What a time we can have. Uh, you see, the Holy Spirit uh, will have you singing to Jesus, uh, making sure that he knows all I want for Christmas uh, is you, Lord. Yeah. Uh, all I want for Christmas uh, 
is you. If you sing songs of praise to the Lord, oh God, you will have it like music to the heart of our God. And that will bring you closer to the light. We're still talking about the light this morning. You may still be in the tunnel church, but the light will begin to shine. Yeah. I said shine yeah. better than ever. Yeah. Oh, come yeah. on. You got to be careful how you live. Yeah. I got one more thing to tell you, and then I'm gone. You see, my fourth and final point is we got to give thanks to God for the things he has given us yeah. while living in the light. You see, finally, when we get down to verse number 20 in our text, it brings us to the place where we are in a mode of giving thanks unto the Lord. When we break out and sing to the Lord, it has a way of bringing our hearts to a place of thanks for all that he has done. In other words, when you begin to thank God in your own praise and worship, it can help you to make it through your dark and long tunnel. What I love about singing and praising unto our God is that I don't have to wait for Sunday morning service. I don't have to wait for the fire to march down the house. I don't have to wait for the musicians to get in place. It matters not when it happens. It matters not where it happens. It matters not how it happens. It matters not who I'm with. Because I can give God praise all by myself. You see, right now, you might be in a place where you find yourself in the tunnel of poor health, the tunnel of poor choices, the tunnel of a stack of bills, but a lack of money, the tunnel of addiction and affliction, the tunnel of isolation and separation, the tunnel of a failed marriage, or the tunnel of stress, struggle, and strain. But today, we have come to set the record straight. There's still light at the end of your tunnel. You have light. Come on, come on, come on, church. You got to use it. Determine what pleases God. Then come on and do it. Be careful how you live and take every opportunity to live by the light. People of God, Pastor Keith told you, now I'm telling you, there is light still at the end of your tunnel. How do you know, Pastor Hopkins? How can you stand there and be so confident? Well, I can tell you how I know, Pastor Keith. I know it because a long, long time ago, a light came into the world. And the light came to shine the light yeah. on all that was messed up, all that was jacked up yeah. in us, on us, and around us. That light hung on a tree yeah. 
died, that light overcame sin. He overcame death, and he overcame the devil. And now that light to me and to you, you can get light at the end of your tunnel. I'm telling you, and today, because of what that light has done, today, we can live as children of light, not just light in our house, but for the world, the world, the world to see. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, I thank you for the light at the end of every one of my tongues. Oh, I know somebody out there has a tunnel they've been in for a minute. A tunnel that they never thought they'd see the light of day. But we came by to tell you this morning. Woo! Because of our Jesus, the light of the world, he came to bring light that we might have light, that we may overcome the darkness of our lives. There's light, you all. Light, a bright light at the end of your tongue. Keep on going. Keep on trekking. Keep on trudging. Hallelujah. One day, one day, you haven't seen it already. Woo. I know, I know, I know. I'm waiting. I'm waiting on God for a few things that I have felt like have been dark in my own life. But I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep waiting. I'm going to keep holding on. To the hand of my father. I know. I know after a while. Oh, after a while. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. But he said that he was always going to be with us. Oh, I know I'm talking to somebody. Somebody's heart needs to be encouraged this morning. I don't know. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're going through. But I know the life that we live in this world is full of darkness. And we're just waiting. Waiting on the light. 